Well, Ben, it's another season's behind us, and it's kind of crazy. This is our third season doing the podcast, I think. Really, I don't think it seems like that long, has it? No, it doesn't seem that long, but we're three seasons in. And, uh, yeah, it seems like football season always flies by. Oh, I know. When you're in the midst of it, like, it's... And it's nice to have it every week. So this is going to be another long, drawn-out drought of no football. Unless you well, count that other league you mentioned. Oh, which the I USFL? Don't, which I don't follow. So I don't. The USFL was I, – I don't, I don't really know the history of it, but it was it was like the XFL and the – or I guess it was like the XFL where, it, like, it, it had a – like, it's like a rebirth of this league. You know what I mean? Um, okay. And so, but again, I don't know much of the history. I think Donald Trump had a was owned a USFL team or something back in the day, or he was one of the big like kind of contributors. Uh, yeah, contributors behind the league when when it originally started. So I don't know. That's that's really all I know. But I know that it was a it was a league at one point, and I think it had more success than the XFL, obviously. But okay. <laughs> um. That's all I know about it. So at least, yeah, there will be spring football, I guess. Kind of like, but we'll see if the, the the league can stick around, unlike those other two. But anyway, for episode, we're on episode 90 this week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess we'll let you go first because this is an easy one, right? Yeah, uh, very easy. TJ Watt, who is a beast. We talked yes. about him a lot last week, so we don't have to, but... You know, the dude tied the sack record in um, one less game because he missed two games this year. So he only played he only played in 15 games and he tied the sack record. Right. So it would have been nice for him to get it, but um, yeah, the dude was just a monster this year and he has been for really since he's been in the league. So it's fu- it's fun to have a guy like that on your team, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. TJ Watt, fantastic year, fantastic mm-hmm. player. Keeping that well, I mean, we'll see what the Super Bowl window looks like this offseason with whatever happens at the quarterback position for you. Right. But, yeah, that's that's gonna be the key right there. But with a guy like that, I mean he keeps that window open. Um Okay, uh for mine, number ninety, Christian Barmore, recently drafted to the New England Patriots this last year. Uh, was projected to be a first-round talent, defensive tackle. Um, but just with the way that some of the offensive picks went with some running backs that maybe weren't anticipated to go, he falls to the second round. We trade up, select him, and he's he's looked pretty good. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, and uh, looking to... I don't know, looking for him to be a, a big contributor for years to come on that nice. defensive line. So... Love those Alabama players, let me tell you. Yeah, man. Seem to work Na- out pretty good. Najee Harris, Minka Fitzpatrick, you really it's hard to go wrong when you take those guys. But with that said, um really all we wanted to talk about this week was focus on the big game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess to start, what was your spread like? What was the what was the food like? Ah, that's what I was gonna ask you too. Um Okay. Yeah, we had a huge spread. So I didn't know how much food to make. Kent and I usually get together for the Super Bowl, uh, but he didn't, he no longer lives in Lethbridge. So we decided to do it at my parents. So it was like my whole family was together. 
Um, so, you know, quite a few of us. So Kent and I both slow cooked a pork shoulder in the crock pot. Um, we only really needed to do one, but we did two, but we just weren't yeah. sure. So we had a lot of pulled pork, so, you know, the buns and the, we made some coleslaw, which to put on because Kent served his mission in North Carolina. So he, he thinks he's a barbecue um savant so yeah so uh no yeah i mean so instead of the like you know how you buy the bag coleslaw well kent put it in one of those chopper things and chopped it up a little finer because he says that's how they do it there and actually it was a way better that way and i made this coleslaw dressing that i found online at one time because i was like i don't really like the stuff in the bottle anyway i made this coleslaw dressing it's pretty easy it's like mayo apple cider vinegar some celery seed this and that and the other thing it's pretty good stuff anyway that was good and then we just had like um you can see on our on heather's and i's instagram our food instagram it was like that snack stadium thing that we had a couple years ago where we like filled it up with like she made this little thing out of cardboard where it looks like a football stadium with like this with like this layered dip in the middle and um just all these snacks around the edge like candies and you know uh, cookies and chips and whatever um, right. and what else what else was there i think i'm i swear i'm missing something too but obviously we had all the dr pepper we could want and um some veggies to try to keep it healthy <laughs> anyway we had we had a ton of food i guess is what i'm trying to say but it was a really good spread and people uh people said they enjoyed it so it was a pretty good success with the food, for sure. That's good. Yeah, we, we had a big spread, too. Um, I usually do chicken wings, so I usually go for the lemon pepper and the buffalo. Um, oh, yeah. I do, like, a like a winger sauce, so it's, like, a little bit of brown sugar with, like, the, the buffalo sauce. It's kind of, like, a sweet, spicy type oh, flavor right. to them. So that's usually kind of what I like to do. Um, uh, we did it with Quincy's family, so she had a... Uh, they did a brisket on a on a trigger and uh, we had like loaded nachos and and what else did we have like cinnamon buns and what else did they do yeah just i mean a lot of really really good food um yeah drinks all sorts of stuff so i mean the meal was good oh they we always do like a like a mac, like a homemade macaroni and cheese too which is mm-hmm. Hits the, hits the spot. Um, nice. But yeah, so I mean, it was all good. And it was very like stress free, you know, like prepping food before the game. There's no like, no worrying, no no butterflies, nothing like that. You just like, right. relax and watch the game because you're not worried about your team losing and being humiliated for a few or during the offseason, I guess. So. <laughs> um so yeah very stressful uh stress-free viewing and yeah it was all good so right yeah it was uh i agree it was kind of nice to like just sit back and relax and obviously i wanted the rams to win but it's bad and again any other Steelers fans might be mad at me for saying but like no matter who won that game, I wasn't going to be like, 
really, you know, I wasn't going to be like really upset about it. So that right, was, that was, yeah. that's, that's what was kind of nice. <laughs> and I think we talked about it last week too, where basically like, yeah, just that, that whoever won, like there was guys on teams that we both liked and we felt like deserved the win. And, um, although we did both pick the Rams, I believe. So that was kind of yeah. how we thought the game was going to go. Um, but, uh, yeah. What are your initial thoughts of the game or do we want to kind of go by quarter, just kind of some of the big plays that happened? And... Well, yeah, I mean, how, however, I guess, I don't know if I can remember super chronologically at this point, um, but Odell yeah, had well, the guess, first. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, like if I get, I guess we can just go along through the game. Like, um, you know, it was kind of cool to see Odell get the first touchdown. Um, you know, kind of just his story of the last few years to now. Um, and, you know, really scoring, like just kind of making an Odell type of play, you know. Um, and he, he looked good early, hey? Like he was looking oh, yeah. very, very kind of like that old Odell kind of form. Um, the Bengals separation. are... F- and a lot of focus on Cup, I think. Yeah, so exactly, like, exactly. Odell able to make those plays because that touchdown catch he had, that was a really nice catch, really nice play there by Stafford to hit him, um, kind of in that back corner of the end zone, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just right off the start when he, when he scored that touchdown, it was like okay for me I, when I was watching, I was like, oh man, if Odell's already getting going and they haven't even gone to the offensive player of the year and in, in Cup, I mean, this could. I was worried it was going to be a blowout. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even going into the game, like I thought to myself that we could see the Rams kind of run away with it, um, which didn't happen because then Odell ended up getting injured, tearing his ACL, which. Non-contact, right? Yeah. Like he just, he just kind of stopped quickly and then just kind of crumpled. Um, which at that point you could kind of tell that that's what it was. And um, it also it seemed like once Odell went out, the Bengals kind of took a step up, right? They knew that Cup was going to be the main weapon. Um, yeah. At that point, you had the third string tight end in, and you got Van Jefferson, who really he had a couple catches, but really wasn't doing much in this game. The run game wasn't really getting anything done. So. Oh yeah, the Rams could not run the ball. Like we've we've been commenting how good Acres looked throughout the playoffs, but in this game they um. Let me see here. Acres was 13 carries for 21 yards. 1.6 yards per carry. Like they just had not, no. Not great. Didn't have an answer there. Um. Uh, I think the Bengals first touched was the Bengals first touchdown the one that Mixon threw to or was that yeah. yeah it was it was that was awesome that was a great play very exciting um, yeah I thought it was a I thought it was a brilliant like way to drop the play because you know you're doing a toss which then you know the defense is gonna m- more likely than not come up you know like mm-hmm. it looks fully like a running play. And I think they said Mixon's never thrown a pass in the NFL. And I think he threw, I think he threw a touchdown in college or something, but like, you know, like, so anyway, basically like, it's just not what the defense is expecting. And obviously the DB that was supposed to be covering 
Higgins in the back of the end zone came up a little bit because he thought it was a run and there was enough daylight there to get him the yeah. ball. So I, I just thought it was like when you talk about trick plays, that one was just kind of a simply designed one that worked really, really well. The Cincy yeah, special, you know? Yeah, that's what you called. I was going to say, what did you call it when you when you texted me right after it happened? This is a special. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great play call in that moment. Um, and really, like, you know, this is the end of the year. This is the Super Bowl. I was like, if you have anything up your sleeve, any tricks, now's the time, right? So I think that was really um, called at the right time. And, yeah, caught them off guard. Yeah. Um, one thing I've listened to kind of that just they just talked about what Cincinnati was able to do going back to the Odell situation him being out was that they had switched kind of to a man uh a man coverage on defense um mm-hmm. at about that time and, and the plays where they were playing zone is when they were getting beat um so let's talk a little bit about the eli apple situation so i guess he's been he was talking <laughs> lots of trash um which i don't think is warranted for his career like i mean i know he played for the saints i know he played for the giants I don't think he was very good on either of those teams. So for him to to be in people's DMs or on Twitter or whatever it was, saying whatever he had to say, um, I mean, man, he got burned a lot. Um, yeah, he. I read something before the game that he was like, let me cover Odell because we played together in New York, so I know his tendencies, and I don't think he was ever on. Oh, Odell caught that touchdown over Mike Hilton, my boy Mike Hilton, which um, anyway, so that's why but, but again, that's what that out to first me touchdown, that. it was a nice catch. It was a very nice throw. That's that's a very mm-hmm. tough ball to cover. Yeah, for sure. Defense. Um, so as the game progresses, we get to the next part. I guess I really want to talk about the next play I want to talk about is is right out of halftime when the Bengals made that quick. Um, well, I guess we should before that. Let's get into halftime. Yeah. Uh, the halftime show. Thoughts on that? <laughs> I thought the halftime show was great. Um, I mean, every year, certain people will find a way to hate on the halftime show, and certain people will love it. Uh, I think it's never going to be perfect, but I think this one was as close to that, because here's why. <laughs> I'll break it down for you. No. Go, go for um, it. Obviously, it has some icons, right? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. We didn't even we didn't know 50 Cent was going to be in it. Then he showed up, no. which was really cool. But all those songs they sang, even Mary J. Blige's song, they're all songs that, even though they might be a little old at this point, which I hate to say, but um, those are all songs that I think people know, even younger people would know, just because they are kind of classic songs you hear everywhere like yeah. lose yourself is just kind of a like it's obviously eminem's most recognizable song um even like people who aren't eminem fans have heard that before and then yeah. just those other you know in the club by 50 cent like that's the that's probably his most recognizable song just the beat was when you know when it comes on um yeah no i just thought like all together and Kendrick Lamar's stuff was nice because it's like newer. And so, you know, they had a little bit of old, like older stuff from the 90s, 2000s. And then Kendrick Lamar has some good stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, obviously, because that's just music that I've enjoyed my whole life. Um, <laughs> we were all ju- we were all jamming, and my parents, well, most of us were. My yeah. my old my older brother was trying to like put on this face, like, oh, I, I don't listen to rap, blah blah blah. But like, even even my sister in law was like jamming out too, because she's like, it's all stuff she used to listen to too. So <laughs> it was it was right. just fun because we were all just like, yeah, it was just it, it was just a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah, you know that was that was the same for us. Like it was my yeah, I think my favorite right. part was probably um, Eminem was probably my favorite performer. Um, yeah, I thought they should have. Snoop, I really liked too. I thought, sorry, I thought they should have done at least like one more Eminem song because it just felt like he only yeah, really had yeah. one, and felt like. But I mean, you probably run out of time so quick, and we don't even notice it, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, just because of the the time and like everything going on because <laughs> the halftime is obviously longer than the Super Bowl, but it goes really quick with all the performances and stuff. Um, this was mm-hmm. easily better than Shakira and JLo. This was easily better than the weekend. I would say um, this was better than, it was better than Lady Gaga. I think it was better than Katy Perry. When Lady Gaga jumped off the roof or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah so i mean yeah i don't know i just think it was a good this this, I, this one's up there for yeah for recent performances i just and they're obviously like well except except eminem those are all like la guys right right and so obviously local but, I mean, and they brought him for matt stafford <laughs> i didn't i didn't even think about that but yeah that's that's a good point um yeah then snoop dogg smoked a joint right before he went on stage so he knew it was going to be a good show. Um, yeah, you know, it, here's something that I found interesting about the about it when uh, when Kendrick Lamar was performing. I don't remember the name of the song exactly, but there's a line in one of his songs where he says, "And we hate Popo," but they like they like blocked that part out. Like he didn't he didn't actually say those lyrics. But then when Dr. Dre performed like this, his last song, he, he um. Which again, I wish I remembered the names of these songs in order, but he he had he had a line where it's like, you know, still not loving the police or whatever like that, and they like kept that in there. So anyway, I just I just thought that was interesting. I was like, why would they make Kendrick Lamar like censor his and not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that that's um, even that controversial anyway. I mean, no. But going back to the point that we talked about earlier, Eminem takes the knee after his song which you and I didn't pick up on because we were too, you know, wowed by the fact that Dr. Yeah. Dre, Dre was sitting down at the piano to play us a little tune, but yeah, we were just into it. Yeah. But yeah. And then there was, um, re- there was reports that like, there was reports that like, maybe they told him not to do that. But then afterwards it was basically saying, no, everything was cleared. Like, oh, okay. Which, you know, I'd have a hard time believing the NFL would be like, have this Brian Flores thing going on and then turn around and tell Eminem or anyone at the halftime show, hey, you can't take a knee. Like, like, I don't think that they would do that yeah. with with this, like, race, with these racism allegations going on. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, of course, a lot of old boomers on Twitter were triggered by the halftime show, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of white people were mad about it. 
There you go. <laughs> um, okay. Any anything else in the halftime show? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I just thought it was really fun overall and just a great time. One of those halftime shows you were just like wanted to keep going because you yeah. they're just playing all the hits. So <laughs> absolutely, no, I agree with that. Um, the Cincinnati kicker, I guess he stayed on the field to watch the halftime show the entire time and just kind of rock out on the sideline. <laughs> um, which I really like him. I think he's funny mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, just uh, I, mean, I don't know if you really need the kicker in the locker room, and and he was money, too, so I don't think he really needed yeah. any <laughs> any talking to. So, um, we come out of halftime, and this is the point mm-hmm. I was getting at before. The very first play, we have a like a seventy something yard touchdown by T. Higgins, um, on Jalen Ramsey, who, like we were mentioning earlier before we started recording, didn't have the best game of his career in the Super Bowl, which I know you and I were both relishing in in uh. In that fact, is that the right word? Relishing? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Because we just, I mean. He bugs us. He just bothers yeah. us. <laughs> but he's good. Um, but he wasn't that good. I mean, now here's the thing. On that play, it was offensive pass interference. Higgins gets the face mask, turns his head. In um, in slow motion, it's really easy to tell. Like, it's, it's just a no-brainer. Um, but full speed, I, I understand how it got missed. Um, but it definitely should have been called. Um, but obviously that swings the momentum. Maybe that throws Ramsey off his game a little bit, but all of a sudden the Bengals start having some, some momentum. And I mean, Jamar chase in this game, some of the catches he was making just money. Like he, and he, he was getting matched up on Ramsey too. So he wasn't doing yeah. this against some third string corner. He was, he was doing this against the best of the best. Right. So again, made Ramsey's day a little bit tough. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting about that face mask. Is that like, um, uh, I think after the game, the refs said they didn't see enough of like a grab and pull to like. But when you like you said, when you watch it and slowed down, like it obviously wasn't intentional, but like Higgins fingers were in there. It twisted Ramsey's neck enough for him to not be able to see the ball anymore and to get off balance. Like it's clearly a penalty and you know, that very well could have been the difference in the game. And I mean, it was for like, it was looking like it was going to be that way. Right. Um, so, and that's the thing too, is like you're in the Super Bowl, Bengals have this momentum and um, yeah, they had the lead right at that point in the game. Yep. And if it were to end that way, everybody would be going back to that call, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. going to be referencing the, the T. Higgins missed call. And you don't want a Super Bowl to end that way. Um, just because it's, I don't know, people discredit the winner or the champion. And um, so, I mean, we'll kind of get into what happens at the end here. But um, and I, I guess we'll just kind of go. Any other plays you want to talk about before kind of the last drive and the last uh, of the game no nothing that really stands out like okay so uh, again i guess one thing like burrow was at the start of the game they were keeping him pretty clean but then he started to get rushed again pretty quick and ended up getting set right. quite a bit but again that's something we'll talk about for these last couple of drives here so okay i was gonna go right into the last drive. was there something you want to talk about in Oh, yeah, no, I just meant, 
Oh okay. no, I guess. Well, I guess. Are you talking about the Rams scoring and then the Bengals trying to? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah, let's yeah. get to that Rams last drive. So yeah. Um, the first thing I think I want to bring up really is I think that was kind of a um, a defining moment in Stafford's career. Um, just the, mm-hmm. the plays and the uh, execution on that drive that he had, not having Odell, not having Robert Woods, the run game being non-existence, the third string tight end. I mean, there's a lot going on where he had to to move the ball down the field. Um, the no-look pass to Cooper Cup, that was the, the play I kind of oh. want to touch on first. Yeah, um, go ahead. And that's just, just I just wanted to say like that's something we've talked about on here before, right? Is is the fact that like Aaron Rodgers has given credit to um, Matt Stafford in the past when everyone's hyping up Mahomes for the the no look pass. He's he's even said like, well, you know, number nine nine has been doing this longer right. and was doing it before. Um, so basically, what he does is he's he's I think he's staring at the tight end for the pass that draws down Von Bell. Um, and I think on like a, a, a play just prior to that drive, um, mm-hmm. basically very similar situation, but he passed it to the tight end. So Von Bell was, you know, trying to read it, read the eyes, went for it, but then the no look pass right up there to, to Cooper cup on that slant route. And I mean, just, it's just a nice looking play. And I think I sent you a couple of videos with a couple of different angles of it and it just looks really really good and, and yeah it wasn't per- the, go ahead sorry i was gonna say probably the nicest pass of that drive as they go down i guess other than the touchdown that they score well yeah it was like a it was a, it was a perfect ball and like like you said when you see the tv angle you can't see stafford's eyes but then the one you sent me where you know it's looking back at him you can see that he was not yeah he was he was looking he was not looking at cooper cup um yeah which made it even more impressive because it was just a beautiful throw. Um, and, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say then, I don't know if there's something before when they got down in the red zone there to the goal line. The last play I was really going to focus on was that the touchdown that they scored that last play there. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the lions or the lions like Stafford's there, the lions, the Rams yeah. got, the Rams got close to – they were in the red zone, and then there were some holding calls called, right? And people were a little bit upset about that. I think the one on Wilson might have been, you know, it might have been easy to not call that. Um, but I think he did hold them. Like, I think I think throughout the game, it seemed like the Bengals were getting away with some of those holds. There was – I can't remember exactly what time and what plays in particular, but I just remember in my head, and Kent and I were even saying, like, you know, we're like, isn't that a hold? Like it seemed like Bengals defenders were kind of grabby or they're really grabby and you could kind of tell, but the refs weren't, there were really hardly any penalties in this game until then. And so, um, I think it was like the flags and the calls were kind of put away for most of the game. So to see uh them in that moment, I think that's what people had a problem with. But again, going back to the Higgins play in my mind, they offset each other. So questionable. Well, yeah. In both, for both teams kind of for me offsets it so it's kind of a wash because even though there was multiple holds called against the Bengals, all of all of them were holds like i think you can look at each one of those plays and be like yeah that's a like that's a flag right like i don't think it's really controversial in that way but like you said it's just that it wasn't being called that way so obviously it gave the lions a few more chances down there um 
on the goal line, and then they eventually Stafford threw a really nice back shoulder to cut. Yeah, and so one thing I was listening to today was kind of Chris Sims broke down that last play to Cooper Cup on that touchdown, and and really Cup was in the Odell role just because of the injury. So normally mm-hmm. Odell is in that spot, and um, Odell is more known to run that fade. And in that situation, Cup is usually on the inside, and he's running the slant route. Um, right. So when you look at how Eli Apple approached defending the play, he kind of cheated inside, anticipating the slant route because, I mean, that's what Cooper Cup, you know, that's kind of what he's known for, right? Getting that separation yeah. on the slant and and getting open for a, a quick pass. And, and and Odell is the more the fade guy. So in this situation, they – and I, I would be interested to kind of listen in on if someone was mic'd up in the situation when the play call was made because I don't I don't know if – if it was kind of like the Philly special right on the sideline where they're like, Hey, what if we did this? What if you did the fade instead of the slant? I know we don't normally do that. And I don't know, maybe it was part of their game plan. And mm-hmm. um, either way um, they, uh, yeah, they get that, that fade to, uh, to cup cause he had that outside leverage and they go up and I guess we'll, we'll get into this last drive here with the Bengals getting the ball back and, um, not a lot of time left on the clock. They uh, they get themselves into a situation where it's fourth and short. Um, P Ryan's on the field, which a lot of people had a problem with, right? Like you don't have Joe Mixon on the field. Yeah, it's um, really odd. Now, okay, I'll, I'll just kind of go through the play, and then if you want to, we'll both kind of take what we saw from it. So the first thing is again. Joe Burrow not having a lot of time, right? So I think he mm-hmm. tied the most sacks to have in a whether it was a Super Bowl or a playoff game. It was around seven or eight, I believe. Um, so yeah, let me sack. I'll uh, look that up while you're talking. Anyway, sacked a bunch of times, a lot of pressure. So early in the year, there was the meme that said, or it was a picture, right? It was an image of a bunch of stick figures playing football or a few stick figures. And one was it showed option A, option B saying that if you have Joe Burrow and you draft, you draft Panay Sewell, basically Burrow can throw it to whoever and score a touchdown. He'll be protected. Option B was you draft Jamar Chase, but any some random person's blocking for Burrow and the image is him getting kind of tackled before he can throw it to Jamar Chase. Right. It's just funny how that meme has came alive in this last uh, quarter. Yeah. Now, here's what I will say. I think I know that Jamar Chase was the right choice, though, because the way that he played the year um, and in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, you're not finding that. That's just that guy doesn't come around. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he's a stud. So. So I I still think they made the right choice and I think they can go find some linemen to help. But we got to take into account that who's on the other side. Right. It's Aaron Donald. And um. There was that clip of Sean McVay in that right before the play happened, he goes up to Aaron Donald, he's hyping him up and he's like, okay, like Aaron Donald's going to make the play. This is the moment. This is what we've been waiting for. And, and obviously Aaron Donald gets to him and, and makes the tackle. Um, the sad thing is, is that upon further review, you can see that Ramsey has fallen down while Chase is on a go route. He's open. <laughs> if, if Burrow has two more seconds, this Super Bowl ending could have been one of the more dramatic ones we've seen in history. Um, yeah, and it 
would have been laugh at Jalen Ramsey day even more. <laughs> right. Um, the other point, and I don't know, maybe I said this to you too, but Uzama, the tight end on the other side of the field, was also wide open. Oh, so I didn't know that. Do I believe they would have either converted the first down or scored a touchdown? Oh, sorry, those, those are the two things I believe would have happened. Either Burrow, if he had two more seconds, would have hit Uzama for the first down, mm-hmm. or he would have hit Chase for the touchdown, which, again, completely changes the outcome of the game, potentially, if he goes to Uzama for the first down, but definitely changes it if he would have hit Chase, because Chase had nothing but open space for a touchdown, and um, that would have been a, a crazy ending. would have been very entertaining to watch, but... That's kind of what I took from that situation, or sorry, that that last play there. Obviously, the best player in the game making a big-time play in a big-time moment. That's what I really enjoyed watching as a football fan, um, seeing Aaron Donald step up in that moment and making the play. Um, yeah. But also just like those other factors where it's like Chase was wide open. Burrow just needed a little bit more time or or something like that. But what did, what did you think of the, the last play there? Well, yeah, like you said, it was indicative. So, yeah, the uh, Burrow got sacked seven times in the game. Um, okay, seven, which is a so, lot, though, right? Yeah, plus that last hit, which I guess wasn't a sack. But, yeah, like he was hit many more times than that. He even had that scare with his knee, too, where but he came back yes. in the game. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of like what you're saying. I had a thought here, like, no matter what you really think of whatever star player – does it but really in any sport it's special to see in these big games the star player you know make a big play like whether it's watching kobe back in the day or lebron getting that block on Iguodala in the finals you know when he won for cleveland or uh ray allen hitting that three for my aunt like just you know you can kind of just name you know whatever whatever uh big time shot big time play whatever so yeah like kind of like what you said when you see like aaron donald who you know people talk about all the time making that play like it just i think that's what makes these moments even more special because you see these special guys doing it in the biggest highest stake moments um and uh yeah i know like i think just like you said like the Bengals were driving and it seemed like they might they might get in field goal range and McPherson would have a chance to, you know, tie it, send it to overtime or whatever, um, which would have been kind of fun to see, you know, him as well. Cause he's kind of been a darling of these playoffs or whatever. Um, but yeah, Burrow just couldn't quite, obviously there just was not enough resistance on that last play and he couldn't quite buy enough time to get it to one of his guys. Um, one other just cool note, I guess, not really relating to this drive, but just in general is like when Eric Weddle came back for the Rams before the playoffs and really played a big role in it. Like he was, he played a lot every game and even like, I don't know if he tore up his peck or something in this game, but he played like almost three quarters of the game with a, with like a, like there's a picture of him with this huge bruise on his uh, shoulder or his peck air. Like anyway, you'll have to, you'll have to check it out, but he basically yeah, like, yeah, he basically got hurt, but still continued to play. And then he played pretty well after of not having not played for a long time. And anyway, he comes out of retirement just for the playoffs and gets a ring, which is kind of a cool story. But um, yeah, that is cool. And that's a playing the free safety position, right? That's I think that's where he played. Like that's mm-hmm. that's no joke. That's a 
a, well, yeah, and especially for point. especially for an old man, like <laughs> old man relative to NFL terms, right? Like, uh, that's kind of a young man's. Yeah. You know, like to be really high level, you got to have you know speed, quickness, this, that, whatever. So. Um. um so, obviously the game ends. Rams win. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this. We did a, uh, like, I just put, like, a, a Tim Hortons gift card and some cash kind of into this little pool to to do some guesses for the game for everybody that okay. was at the, 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 the party. And um, so I mm-hmm. did, like, um, what did I say? Oh, the coin toss. I said, what did you think it was going to be, heads or tails? Um, who was going to win the game? Uh, the score. Um, and then the score was kind of like the tiebreaker in case – multiple people had similar guesses or, or were close. Um, I said, uh, oh, who was going to perform first at the halftime show? Like, if you could guess, like, who was going to be, like, singing first? So if you said Snoop or Dr. Dre, like, you got a, a point or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we did, uh, what was the other one? Oh, like, the the Gatorade, the color of the Gatorade that they're going to pour on the, the winning coach. So, right. yeah. We, that was something that we like fun that we just did kind of at the end or like during the during the game because like not not everybody there like was a big football fan or, or knew a lot about football but it was also something fun to do where like people were watching for different things during the game um yeah i uh oh yeah that was just something that we did during it i should have mentioned in the beginning but anyway um game ends gatorade was blue which I actually did get correct. Um, Super Bowl MVP was Cooper Cup. What are your thoughts on that? I think it made sense. Uh, Stafford didn't really have a great game. He made some great plays, but like you know, not a traditional sort of Super Bowl MVP type of. You know, he kind of had he had a performance that basically lends to receiver getting the <laughs> the award. Um, you know, Cup scored twice. Uh, oh, I was going to – sorry, I, I forgot to mention earlier, but except for that cut, that pass that Cup tried to throw to Stafford where he was way off the mark, but that's 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 a play on the run for a receiver to try to make to a quarterback. So, But anyway, yeah. um, I thought I thought maybe if Odell stayed in the game, he was – like, because he scored that first touchdown, and I'm sure he would have put up some numbers from there. would have been cool to see him get it. Um, not that I'm like the biggest Odell fan, but just kind of for the sake of the, <laughs> uh, but it was just, nice to see, like, just with all everything that he's dealt with and all the criticism he's had, we left the Super Bowl realizing like Odell was not the problem in Cleveland. Like that was, yeah, Cleveland's the problem in Cleveland. There, there you go. Um, I actually really wanted Aaron Donald to get it. I know that I picked him as like my, my my bet but like uh i i thought that last play but i think like and you can correct me if i'm wrong but apparently they have to vote on who they think the mvp is like in the third quarter to get their votes in for the end of the game so i'd heard that yeah like the the people like they they want that to to be the case um not necessarily that uh they have to, but like they want it early, like the earlier the better, basically. Oh. Um. Anyway, I I just felt like Aaron Donald, with how he, especially how he played at the end, I was like, man, 
that guy totally deserves it. And uh, not that Cooper Cup didn't play well and, and have a great year. And kind of, I mean, for him, really the cherry on top of what was a, an incredible year for him. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I I was thinking maybe that he would from that last play. Um, he had a couple sacks and, you know, made the regular Aaron Donald difference. But, yeah, um, it would have been cool to see him get it, especially, like you said, making that play and just kind of all the circumstances surrounding it. Um, if you had to pick one of these two teams to get back to the Super Bowl in the near future, who are you going with? The Rams. <laughs> you do believe in the Rams. And I'm on the opposite side of this. I, I'm, I'm on the Bengals side. But tell me just maybe why, why you think the Rams. What are your thoughts on that? I think the Rams next year, I think the Rams are going to try to run this back as close to the same as they can. I know they don't have the money to probably bring back. Like, I think, uh, I think Vaughn Miller is going to be free agent. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I just think like they kind of have to keep going for it now because their future is mortgaged with their picks that they traded away and all that stuff. Um, right. Like they're, their GM or the owner, whoever it was, was wearing the shirt that says F them picks, right? Like it, this is kind of, they've proven that this, this strategy in building a team this way can work. Um, yeah. So. And, and I think without, and I think, I think the NFC is a little more open. Whereas the AFC, I know the Bengals got past the chiefs, but like Mahomes and Josh Allen are over there. And so I think that's going to be tough. That's actually a really great point because the NFC is going to be wide open um, and the AFC is only getting tougher. Uh, so, but I, I, I think I will still stick with the Bengals just because um, just what they have a, an offense, the the young kind of core that they have. And actually I was really impressed with the way the defense played. If they can keep some of those guys, like if they can keep Jesse Bates um, and then if they can just address the offensive line in, in, in the draft and free agency, I mean, I, I like their chances, but I, I see where you're coming from just because I think the path is probably a little bit more clear in the NFC, but um, it'll be exciting to watch. I mean, the Bengals are, man, for a team that picked fifth overall in last year's draft for them to make it to the Super Bowl and, and to keep it as close as they did. Cause again, I didn't, there was a point in the game where I was like, Oh, is this going to be a blowout? Um, I'm concerned with the, the Rams. Well, and I, I guess too, Robert Woods is going to come back. It sounds like Odell is probably going to resign for a hometown discount. Plus, I mean, the market just may not be there with his injury. You don't know. Um, and you still have Aaron Donald. You still have Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, you can put other guys around Ramsey and, and Donald, and you're still going to have a good defense. So, um, but yeah, you're Rams. I'm Bengals. We'll see. We'll see who gets back. It is extremely difficult to get back. Let's make that clear, right? Like getting back to a Super Bowl is is very, very tough. Like, look at the Chiefs, right? I mean... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, things are probably more uh, up in the air than they've ever been in terms of... Just because Tom Brady's gone. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I always watch the... Uh, I, I don't know, like, if you watch them, but uh, Bleacher Reports puts out, like, these short little, like, 
like videos of these this it's like this movie or series they call gridiron heights and it's just yeah. it's just really funny because there's a lot of inside jokes and it's just really comical all of the rookies are voiced like babies basically which is really funny and um like kyler murray is like super super tiny and it's just i don't know it's just really funny um but basically the last episode was everybody's going to this retirement party for like tom brady and at the end of the clip he's like just saying like all right cut we're all done like we're all going home no more football and they're like no they're like football's going to continue after you leave he's like what why he's like i'm the main character the story's over and it's just like you know it's it's going to be weird watching football without him although i guess whether or not he's actually retired is still up in the air but uh right man like you just look at some of these young quarterbacks like because with roethlisberger retiring no more peyton manning tom's gone uh, Philip Rivers goes like all these quarterbacks that we grew up watching who were kind of like this, the, like the, I don't know, just like the popular guys that we watched. They're all gone now. And, um, I don't know, yep. but like the Burrow, the Burrows and the, I don't know, even some of these other young guys that I'm excited about, like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and whether or not Trey Lance works out. I mean, uh, he's got a lot of hype in the fantasy community, but yeah, whether or not he can pull it off in the league, we'll see. But, you know, future's bright. There's life after Tom Brady is what I guess I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, that's for sure. And it's called Mac Jones. McCorkle. <laughs> Where does that name come from? I, I feel like I, don't, I haven't read about it or I don't know. I feel like it's made up. I don't even know if it's real. Oh, okay. But, but, I, but I know it's real because he... This is his actual name. <laughs> hey, there's there's a baby name for you. There you go. Ugh. I can't name my baby. I can't name my baby after any patriot. So. Oh come on. <laughs> Bill Belichick Nielsen. Ugh. The kid would be the. The kid would be the, the most like the lamest kid there ever was. Because he just would not be ever happy, never smile. Okay, don't set him up for failure. <laughs> or set um, him up for success. Well, yeah, I guess that's the other side of the coin, right? He'll be but good at whatever he does. That's really <laughs> kind of all I had left to talk about for the Super Bowl. I don't know if there's any other points we missed or that you wanted to bring up. No, I think I think that covered it. Uh, there, like I said, there was a lot of rumors about Aaron Donald maybe retiring or Sean McVay even potentially going to do media instead because he could get paid more. But yeah. sounds like they're both probably going to be back. Um, oh, this is the point. Uh, Eli Apple was just getting oh, yeah. torn, torn apart on social media for his – because he gave up some big plays, obviously, the last touchdown, especially after all of the, you know, the crap that he was talking. So it's um, – apparently he's seen the tweets. He's gotten the message and uh, – he is going to come back better than ever next year. Uh, don't know on what team, but uh, yeah, ever the Bengals. I guess we'll see. Yeah, everyone was roasting him like Tyree Kill and Michael Hardman, and like tons of people were roasting him on Twitter. So yeah, because I guess um, he had a lot to say to the the um, the Chiefs players, but yeah, the, I mean, you got to be able to. Walk the walk if you can talk the talk. 
exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's. I don't think I had really anything else. That's it for me. Uh, I think we're going to yeah. save our, our content for like fantasy and for the off season kind of for later on as we get closer to the the draft, free agency, just so we have more to talk about. But Yeah, we'll let the news build up sort of. And then, uh, like you said, like we said, going into the off season, especially till the end of April, um, till the draft really tax season's coming up. I'm already really busy at work. So we'll kind of just go to a every other week schedule or, you know, just kind of whenever we get to it. Like there's stuff um, we want to talk about or we need to vent. Yeah, or we either have, way. We have something exciting. But we'll try to, we'll try to, we'll definitely have, you know, an episode every now and then. It's, we're not just going to take a huge break like we did in December when it was crazy. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of our plan going forward and like like most off seasons. And then, like I said, after the draft, then things kind of get more exciting in terms of fantasy rookie draft again and all that good stuff. So I still got to figure out what I'm doing for my forfeit. I got to do something embarrassing. I got to take like a picture or something. Oh, are you going on Reddit or is that not decided? That is, yeah, I have to. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the loser. So. Take a picture in your Tom Brady jersey crying. Yeah. Taking a pie to the face or something. Okay. <laughs> okay, well. All right. That'll do it for us. So we will see everyone next time. Adios.